Panda Talks is a podcast that uses adult language and has adult themes. Viewer discretion is advised for anyone under the age of 14. Welcome to Panda Talks. I'm your host, Panda. And I'm Brady. And welcome back, everybody. Um, Back to the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. That's right. The points do not matter. Um is just another way of me saying that uh, we're just off the cuff, no script, no research, just I had plans. I have plans to make this a great podcast, and uh, my plans fall through. We'll get into that a little bit later, but um, Brady, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a Mountain Dew again. Again. What are you drinking? Well, nothing at the moment, but... For reasons I'll talk later, we went to Wendy's for dinner, and I just got the Diet Coke there. Mm-hmm. It was, like, the best Diet Coke I've had in weeks. Well, like There's that thing going around now that says that, like, McDonald's apparently has the best mixture for Sprite. So if you want the perfect Sprite They have a good Diet Coke, too. So I wonder if... Well, maybe this is its own podcast in itself, but... Like, I don't, like, this isn't a conspiracy theory, and, and the people that are out there, like, I think I heard someone say, like, Coke gave McDonald's, like, a secret recipe to make their Coke better, that, as someone who's worked at a gas station and a movie theater, and had to change the soda, um, uh, juices, what is it called, the syrup, syrup, yeah, I can just 100% say that, like, not all soda machines are created equal, so, yeah, depending on how well, often they're cleaned, go on. I'm just wondering, can you tweak it to make the machine give more syrup? Because it's like it's yeah. syrup, syrup let, and carbonated me, water, right? Let, yes, but let me finish my thought because that's exactly where I was going. Depending on how well it's cleaned, like how well and often, and like your syrup to carbonation ratio, which you do have some influence over, like every, not, like it, it can be different everywhere. That's why like, you'll see your mom. I don't know if she still does this, but she'd drive to the next town over for the longest time because they had the best diet Cokes. Do they still do that? I don't know. And, um, I remember when we lived in Salem, you would always go to Chevron claiming they had the best drinks. Well, I would just go, because we didn't really go out of town, and I'd always get a Mountain Dew, and for some reason, the other gas stations, Mountain Dew, always, to me, tasted like it had a mango, mm. and I hate mango. Oh, well. And so I didn't like it. Like, now I'm like, it's just a weird, like... Their Mountain Dew just tastes different. I don't think they, they're secretly putting mango in it. No, it's just they probably don't clean the machines. They probably don't clean the machines. and I, We both know what gas station you're talking about. It's a Scotty one. Like, they probably don't clean the machines that often. Yeah, but I mean, my brother would go there, and he said they had the best Pepsi in town. So it's obviously, like, there's something to it. There's, there's something, something to, to it. Everywhere's got their own little mixture of whatever concoction. Anyways, we are not here to talk about soda and the different machines, but uh, that being said, we don't really have an episode. We have one, but 
I, I really wanted to get into my Shimonetta, aka sex talk episode. Um, I was gonna sit down and do the research, get everything all typed out, and then, oh, you guys, a freaking mouse was in my house, and they're so disgusting, and my baby is just getting like so like, like she's been kind of scooting around for a while, but she's really crawling now, like everywhere, getting into things. So I can't just. I can't just, like, oh, there's a mouse, say la vie, like, I had to freaking tear this house apart and deep clean, so there went my evening, and that's why we went to Wendy's for dinner, because I was just, like, you know, balls deep in, you know, moving furniture <laughs> to scrub at the floorboards, and I wasn't cooking, and I'm, I am so exhausted, I'm so exhausted, my back hurts from moving all the furniture by myself, and wrangling two kids while doing it but um so that's why we don't have a good episode today but that's okay we are coming at you with a good one it's something that I feel like me and Brady can just off the top of our heads talk about mostly Brady because this is more his area um well I feel like this episode's more opinion based so it's you can I feel like there's a lot of facts that could go into it I mean there's facts but a lot of it's opinion too because it's a best of episode. Okay, that so my friend just started a podcast and I like it's all over Instagram and like I've been talking to her about it and I'm like, So where is it? Where can I listen to it? They haven't even published it yet. She just she's like, Oh, we just wanted to get a couple episodes under our belts already. Do you know how smart that was? <laughs> with this podcast I like made the trailer and left it out for a week and I was like okay let's like I think I had one episode under my belt and now it's just like we just like have to pray to find out when's your next day off from your second job so we can record and well I have two days off in a row next week we could let's do two well one of the days is our anniversary so well we're not doing shit because we can't afford to go was that you tappy tappy your feet or is my kid about to run out her door it was me rubbing my feet on the floor it sounded like her tappy tappies anyways enough suspense we're six minutes in today we are talking the joker who is the best joker um feel free to play along and feel free to send me your opinions on it maybe you'll be featured in an episode um social media's I have um, uh, TikTok, Pandaroo92. I didn't mean to say TikTok. I meant to say Twitter, but it's the same handle. Don't look at me judgingly. I'm just staring at you. You look like you're judging the hell out of me. Anyways, find my social medias. I'm not going to plug them because my husband's staring me down. Brady, who do you think is the best Joker and why? Go. My favorite? Or do you want me to go first because you have more to say well, about it than me? Well, I know who my me. favorite is, but... Or did you want to go through each Joker and give your own opinion about him? Um, we can kind of give our. I think we both have similar opinions, and we're kind of covering everything. Like we're not just covering. Um, we're covering all the movies and the TV shows and whatever. So it's not because most people just associate it with the movies and whatever but it's like they have the TV shows, they have video games, they have all of it. So I, I just figured I do have to disclaimer everyone that I've seen and know about 
because I've not seen like yeah. the new Joker with who was Walking Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I've not seen it, so I can't determine if he was good or not. I haven't seen it either, but I've seen enough clips on Instagram that you feel like you can form a like good I, opinion. I understand the character. Do you? I'm gonna default everyone to a YouTube channel, um, the Film Theory channel with Matt Pat. He does one on the different Jokers. Do you remember the... Yep. Okay. Does that new Joker fall within Matt Pat's cycle? I kind of felt like his... Um, it went a similar path of the comic book The Killing Joke. Because the, the Killing Joke was really controversial because it gave the Joker a backstory. And nobody wanted... The Joker to have a backstory. So in the Killing Joke, his backstory is he is a comedian, basically a failed comedian. He's got a wife, um, and his wife is pregnant, and he's just not making ends meet with his job and with his Ooh. his comedy. Ooh. Not been, making been ends there. meet. So he basically um, meets up with some. We'll we'll call him. Some undesirables. He meets up with some some bad guys, and they basically say, "Hey, uh, we know you need some money. We got a job." And he's like, "Okay, I'll do it. Whatever. My my wife's gonna have a kid. I'm not making money. We need money right now." So he says okay to this job. Um, he goes home or goes home, kind of thinks it over. He's like, "I don't know if I'm gonna do it. Whatever." And then basically in um, in the normal whatever of the day, his wife gets in a car accident and dies, killing him or killing her and the baby. So both of them die. He's already like really distraught. He's like, oh, I'm having a terrible day. And then he realizes, oh, I don't need to do this thing for the mob. So he goes and talks to him. He's like, hey, I'm backing out. I don't want to do this. The only reason I was doing it was for my wife and kid, but they're gone. I need to grieve. And they're like, well, basically you already told us you're going to do it. So if you don't do it, we're going to kill you right here. And so then he gets bullied into doing this job, which is basically he's going to be a patsy. So he goes to Ace Chemicals and he puts on the suit of Red Hood, which is a tuxedo, red bow tie, a red dome helmet, and a red cape. And he's just sent there. They're doing some shady stuff in the basement robbing the place basically covering up their tracks doing everything and then batman shows up and sees the red hood and he thinks he's the ringleader um he ends up trying to tell batman like i'm not i'm not the bad guy whatever and then they fight and he falls into the acid turns into the joker and so the whole key storyline of that joke is or of the killing joke is all it takes is one bad day to turn a regular person into me because that's all it took for him. He was, in the morning, he woke up, perfectly normal guy, wife and a kid, just struggling to get by. By the end of the day, he was the Joker. So that's the storyline. So he tries to do it to Commissioner Gordon. He breaks into Barbara's place, not knowing she's Batgirl, shoots her in the spine, paralyzes her. Um, this is where it gets dark. He takes off her clothes and takes a bunch of pictures of her. And then he kidnaps Commissioner Gordon, um, puts him on like a, a, a fun house ride, 
And as he's going to different parts of the funhouse, he starts to see, oh, he's got like pictures of my daughter naked and she's been shot. And so he's basically trying to drive him insane. So he gets to the end and he basically has a choice of whether he's going to go crazy and turn into the Joker or whether he's going to stay a normal man. And I won't spoil what he does, but that one's got a pretty crazy ending because the comic ends with Batman shows up after everything's been done and he's got the Joker in his hands and the Joker tells him a joke and Batman's like choked in the Joker and just starts laughing really hard and then the, the comic book ends and it never tells you. It kind of alludes to the fact that Batman just killed the Joker, but it ends before it happens. So you kind of have to decide, did he kill the Joker? Did he not kill the Joker? Um, and so... Okay, so where does that Joker land on your favorite Joker scale? So I like I like the story, but it, it lands him... Like, I love the comic book Joker, but he's so much different than the other stuff. Like, the other stuff... Because, like, the cartoon, he's a bad guy... And Jack Nicholson's he's a he's a gangster, and um, Jared Leto's he's I don't know the emo guy. He was a mistake that should not have been conceived. <laughs> um, but that was Heath Ledger, a travesty. Heath Ledger was a wild card, and then Joaquin Phoenix is the dude that just goes unhinged. So his is like a Joaquin Phoenix's, because he starts off normal and then he just kind of goes his own path to okay. Being so a bad guy. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. Yeah. You said walking. I've been saying it this whole time, and you just <laughs> caught on. Um, but no, I think I think the the comic book Joker has to be on his own because he can basically. I mean, there's no limit. So I'm gonna say, the comic book Joker is definitely the best Joker, but if okay. I'm going with, a basically a car- or an actor that had to give. A personality to the character. I'm gonna go with Mark Hamill. Absolutely, I agree. I I just um. I almost feel like, <clears throat> sorry, my voice is getting dry. Um. Mark Ham. <coughs> Mark Hamill has to be a standalone. Let me get you a water. I'd love a water, but we are in the middle of recording, sir. Okay, I'll get you one in a minute. <clears throat> it's this damn storm. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I can't. We're recording on our computer now because it sounds nicer, but I can't just. But we can't just pause like we could on my phone to like take a break, stretch out a little bit, talk off air like it's all or nothing now, baby. <laughs> so, all right. As I was saying, I feel like Mark Hamill almost has to be a standalone because in my mind, I like because I have my favorite live-action Joker, but he doesn't hold mm-hmm. a candle to Mark Hamill. So I feel like he has to be a standalone. Like, I feel like he's yeah. the pinnacle Joker. I feel like he is one of those that... If you can think of other people, like, that have been... I guess you could look at James Bond. Everybody has their own James Bond. There's certain people, like, you can't see them as, like... I'll use this as an example. Like, you have... You know, the Batmans, everybody's got their favorite Batman. And it's like, everybody can take it. But I feel like because Mark Hamill has done it for so long and done it so distinctly his own. Like, hey, he's 
yeah, he is the character. And then everybody else is kind of like their own interpretation of the character, I guess I could say. Yeah. Like I'm going to say he is the Joker. And everybody else is just kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to take what he did and turn it a little bit. Yeah. So. All right. So, but we are in agreement. We can agree. Yeah. That he's um, the golden god. Yeah, he is. <laughs> well, I think he's been he's been given the most. I guess the the most storylines because he did the animated series and then he did the Batman games. And, I think he was even in Lego Batman, wasn't he? Um, I think he was in the game. He wasn't yeah. in the movie. No, that was Zach Galifianakis, which he yeah. did pretty good. I think he was in the game. Uh, but what, when we come to favorite Batmans and favorite Jokers, I also feel like Lego Batman has to be a standalone you can't compare it to anything else. Yeah. That was so unique and <laughs> it was just goofy and silly. I but, loved it. Well, and I mean, you can't. Yeah, I guess you could throw in Caesar Romero, with the, oh, the Joker well, from 1969, with the paint over his mustache. He was he was a pretty good one too. But I I still think Mark Hamill is when you think Joker, you think Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's definitely my favorite, just because he's done so much that now I like whenever even when I see him in other stuff like what were we watching the other day we were watching probably Scooby-Doo oh no I was listening to World War Z oh the book and Mark Hamill plays or he's he's in it like five or six times and every time he's talking the only reason I like can pick up that it's him is because he'll say something and I hear the Joker and then I'm like oh this is Mark Hamill like so to me he is like synonymous even when he's in that new commercial with patrick stewart where he beats him in connect four and he's like it's sir patrick and he's just like "Ooh, i'm like that's freaking <laughs> hey the joker do you remember when oh i can't say this phrase anymore i was gonna say our great and glorious leader donald trump but uh our former i it when, well you can't well apparently it's supposed to still take another month to count all the votes but i don't believe i I'm just going to say it one last time just for the irony, just because there's two types of people in the world you can tell very easily who you're dealing with when you use this phrase. But our great and glorious leader, Donald Trump, do you remember when he tweeted out some stuff and Mark Hamill read it in the Joker's voice? Yeah. That was the best. That was pretty funny. I wonder if he's on TikTok. Every voice actor, I don't know if I mentioned this, but voice actors on TikTok is the best thing ever. Are you okay? Yeah, I just have something in my eye. You just got so emotional over the Joker. Um, so, all right, so, I guess we've had a really rubbish podcast so far, because we've established, um, comic book Joker can't be compared, and, um, Mark Hamill is just hands down the best, so I guess let's just... I guess now we're just comparing the live action. Yeah, so, (laughs) where we should, the episode, how the episode should have started, let's just dive into the actors so do you what do you want to do want to do like your top favorite do you want to just start like with the evolution start with like caesar romero or like how do you want this to go yeah we can kind of give an insight into each one so like if you watch the thing amanda was talking about earlier matt pat the film theorist talking about different jokers basically throughout the comic book there's been different jokers um based off of how where comics were at the time so it started off he was like 
um, murderous and crazy and stuff because that's how comics were at the time. And then somebody decided they, they're for kids, so they need to lighten up. So, like, Batman used to kill in the early comic books, and he only stopped killing when they're like, we can't kill anymore because kids are reading the comic books, and so now everybody associates with that. But, um, basically, Cesar Romero is the golden age Joker who just plays jokes. He's just funny. He just, like, that's, you know, that's where his name from, the Joker. And then... Um, Jack Nicholson's is like the well, mob. Let's go back on Cesar Romero for a minute. Mm-hmm. He's a, he was a really good Joker, and I and it was really he really was. I mean, it's it's a classic. Like you go back and watch the old Adam West Batman's, and it's just like classic. Yeah, they're all they're all like golden age, whatever. Yeah, you know? it, it Penguin definitely. Penguin says, wah, 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 you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Catwoman's just I, the whole the just, whole movie. Do you know what? Just, I, my grandparents have started listening to this podcast. It really makes me angry because I want to be myself, but just ugh, I've just got to do it. I can't hold back. I started this podcast, so I wouldn't hold back. But I just want to say, fuck people that whenever they are voice acting for a certain animal, they feel like they need to like make animal noises like. Mm-hmm perfect and whenever they're a cow they i'm just like oh my god like we get it you're a you're an animal congratulations i don't need the hint you don't need a purr or meow it's a pet peeve of mine it's a big pet peeve i don't know i think it's fun it you know even in my child's kid movies that we watch or kids tv shows clarabelle cow she adds in the moo over like a couple sentences and I'm like, Clarabelle, like you're barely hanging by a thread as someone I even want to like watch on the screen. Like, don't make me punch you in the udders. Well, we could talk about that another episode because I was thinking, what about like my little pony, how everything is not, they don't use the names, but but... no one makes, no one makes pony noises. Like, I know, but they always say like they have, What's the Big Apple called? Manhattan. Okay, but that's cute. That's I know, a pun. Saying... That's a play on words. That's not them going, they. Okay, that's a different episode. Okay, we'll talk about that. That's a rant. That's time. me going on the yeah. rant train. What the hell was I even talking about now? Catwoman, the oh, yeah. 1970s okay. Joker. Yeah, so that, that whole show had a different feel. It was very colorful, fun. Lighthearted. I like Cesar Romero. I like his painted over mustache. Not my favorite Joker, but I like him and I respect him. And I can acknowledge that he is a classic. Yeah. Um, I'd, gi- I'd give him a seven. Again, like Adam West, not my favorite Batman, but I guess that'll be a different episode if we yeah, want to we'll, do it. Yeah, we'll do a bat. We should have done that for your birthday special. We could have. Let's do it. Can we go back in time? This is our anniversary special. So it's coming out the week of our anime. <laughs> Leave my eyebrows alone. Picture damn oh eyebrows. Okay. We're on a freaking show okay. right now. So go, uh, moving on. Moving on. So then we have skipping Mark Hamill, which I think he would be next in line. No. I think Matt Pat only focused on the well, yeah, cause live actions. The Jack Nicholson's came out. 89 and i'm pretty sure the animated series was until like 93 94 yeah so jack nicholson would have been next and his was like 
I really liked his. He because is my favorite Joker, hands down, favorite Joker outside of Mark Hamill, but we've already established that. Well, I like we've talked about it, but he's got jokes. He's funny. He is. He electrocutes that guy to death with the hand buzzer, which is classic. He has the flower that shoots acid. He has like all the Joker stuff, and he you I think. If I was going to say there's one person playing the Joker that I'm convinced would do stuff that the Joker would do, I'm like, Jack Nicholson, he seems like a crazy wild card person. I mean, he almost verbatim quotes a Joker line when paparazzi try to take a picture of his baby. Yeah. So, yeah, he is that wild card that would rip someone's lungs out. Don't know how you rip someone's lungs out, but I bet he'd find out. You shove your hand in the chest, apparently. You just go straight in. Jack Nicholson... Love him to death. He would find out how to do it. Yeah. So I think his is a super good Joker just because he he walks the line. He really does. Like he's got some really funny bits, really funny jokes. A lot of the times you're kind of disarmed to him because you're like, oh, he's just a he's just a creepy guy. And then next second he, you know, freaking just murders a guy. He has that. I feel like some Jokers forget, but that, like, optimism about him where, like, Batman could be beating him, and he isn't even pissed about it, because to him, he's just, like, having fun. Yeah. Which I, like, um, I can't remember the scene, but he's just, like, admiring Batman. Where does he get all these wonderful toys? And And then after he steals the balloons with his bat jet. He stole my balloons! Like, yeah, like, and I feel like that's a big part of Joker that a lot of people, like, like overlook like they think oh he's a bad guy so obviously he wants to beat ba- he doesn't want to beat batman it's a it's a game to him like this well, like is fun the, the end fight when they're in the bell tower batman punches him and then he turns around and he pulls the glass out of his pockets and put him on <laughs> classic like, you, you wouldn't hit a man with glasses on would you and then batman <laughs> punches him in the face and you're like classic that doesn't work with anybody else it like doesn't two-face can't do that mr freeze can't do it catwoman can't do it. nobody can do that but he can do it and it keeps the movie going, and you laugh, and you're at the same time like, this guy's crazy person. Yeah, he's ridiculous. I love him. He's my favorite Batman, or uh, Joker. He's Joker. my favorite Joker. Mine was kind of a toss-up between him and the next Joker I'll talk about, but since you chose Jack Nicholson, I'll choose the other one. Don't don't be that guy. Just choose the one you want to choose. Well, I already chose Mark Hamill, but well, we I We both know. chose I, Mark Hamill. So I think... The next one I'm going to talk about is Heath Ledger's Joker because I think he is the most popular. I agree. Um, so I, let's let's take a quick sponsor break and then we'll come back and, and dive into Heath Ledger. Well, I'm not going to dive into him, but we'll, we'll talk about his Joker. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Brady, what do you have to say about Heath Ledger Joker? So I will say I loved it when I first saw it. And then seeing how popular that Joker became, I kind of got turned off from it. Oh my 
<clears throat> so I will never that. say that I'm not a hipster because I honestly, I'm that guy in a conversation where we'll, we'll just put it election wise. If you're voting for Trump, then I'm voting for Biden. And if you're voting for Biden, then I'm voting for Trump just because I like to piss Because you're an off. asshole. Yeah. It's like <laughs> my base nature. Um, I don't really care. I wouldn't have voted for either person. I didn't vote. Don't say that. Don't, You're what's wrong with this country. Don't at me. I, I at you. Just don't care. You are what's um, wrong with this country. Um, but I think with his, when I first saw it, I loved it, and then I kind of like got to the point of where I just saw it too much. I would every time you turn around, every cosplay is Heath Ledger's Joker. Every time anybody references the joker it's always them referencing heath ledger's joker my brother went and saw the joaquin phoenix joker movie and hated it because i think he was expecting heath ledger's joker um because he told me how garbage it was he just said it's terrible don't waste your time it's not worth it and then other people are like this movie is so good and i'm like well i wonder if that's why and it basically was is he was expecting heath ledger's joker and got the new Joker. Um, and I disclaimer, because he is probably my least favorite Joker as well. Um, but that's just, I guess I'm like you. I got very burnt out of that movie. I worked at the movie theater when it happened. I got to preview that movie for free. Um, like, we'd have these parties where we had to, like, back in the days of film gather around grandma children back in the days of film we'd have to preview the movie um to make sure there's no anything wrong with the film before we put it now everything's digital so they don't get to do that so i worked in the theater at the right time but um so we'd have parties to pre-screen it before it was released and i got to see that one and i just i didn't think the movie was great and i got really burnt out I get really burnt out of people talking about how great something is when I hate it. Or, like, not even hate it. I dislike it. But then I guess I'm a hipster as well because the more people talk about it, and I'm like, I didn't like it. And they just go on and on about how great it is. I eventually just, I'm like, I effing hated it. Which, I don't think I hate it. I thought that movie was fine, but I didn't think it was, like, the cat's pajamas, you know? Yeah, but you're not really a big fan of that trilogy to be honest. No, it was not good. Not when it had the Tim Burton ones to live up to. You're mad at me for saying I didn't vote and you're going to throw that out Well, there? one is what's wrong with this country and the other one is what's wrong with cinema. Well, I will say he is now, at this point in my life, my favorite Joker besides Mark Hamill because I've watched it. I try to watch it, but you usually will shut that down if I start watching it and you're home. That is, I it, just say let's it, watch something together. It gets turned off pretty quick. You can um, watch it if you want. I don't care. I just won't sit and watch it with you. I think after watching it and just kind of respecting, because I went to college for acting. Not, Good job. wasn't my initial, but I went, later on I went into acting. And we did a lot of film courses and stuff. And I just kind of went back and watched it. And it was kind of one of those things that there was always the stigma around him. Because he died before the movie came out. And a lot of people were like, well, it's because he couldn't handle the all the darkness that was the Joker. And it's like, his Joker was really dark. He did have funny moments. 
but I think the thing that I respect about his character over other people's characters is he was the true wild card. Like, there was no rhyme or reason to anybody but him why he was doing this stuff. And you slowly would see why, like, why he did what he did. And then just watching, re-watching it and watching the scenes and watching the different parts. And I'm like, okay, this, it's like the Robert Downey Jr. Um, what's his name from Tropic oh, Thunder? Oh, Tropic Thunder. And he's an Aussie. Yeah, where you, you forget that it's him. Because he gets so lost in the character because, and method yeah. acting. At that point, you're like, okay, it's, this is 100%. Because there's like... Most of the movie, you can't tell that it's him. You know, like, you can tell because of his voice. But then again, most of the roles he's in, he's either British or Australian because that's what he is. He's Australian. And you're like, okay. But then you watch it and, like, there's a couple of scenes that just kind of, they make you really uncomfortable just because of he the way he acts it. Like, the part when he kidnaps the guy in the hockey pads. And you already know at this point you know the guy is dead because they found his body and then the tape was on his body. And they took it off and watched it and it's just basically the Joker messing with him right before he kills him. And you're like, okay, well that was super dark. And then the, you know, the the whole first scene I think is one of the best first scenes. Like it's a really good intro. They have the second and the third Batman have such good opening scenes that set up the villain so well. I can't, like, think of many other movies where you just, like, right off the bat, you you don't necessarily need a backstory to already know this guy is not someone that's going to, like, need somebody to, like, push his character along. They're like, oh, I, let me help you be a bad guy. It's like, start off the movie, and you're like, okay, this guy means business. Like, in the third one, they have the plane, and then... Bane shows up and you're like holy crap he was there the whole time and that whole thing was part of his plan he plotted this out so you know right off the bat this guy's a super villain this guy meticulously plans stuff and he just has no regard and he doesn't care about his henchmen and his henchmen are happy to die for him whereas the Joker he's kind of like the opposite his his henchmen don't really they don't want to die for him but he doesn't have any plans for them to make it out through the first scene. So throughout the first scene, everybody that helps him that knows anything about it dies. He's the only one that walks out of there. And then you're like, holy crap, okay, this guy has no regard for human life and he can plan stuff amazing. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I think where my tangent started that we just went on, I think what I what started that thought was I wanted to say, though he's not my favorite Joker, I do think Heath Ledger did a really fantastic job. I do agree, and maybe this is why I don't like that Joker, is he is much too dark. You really lose that funny aspect of him. Like, I think the only part that had me rolling was the nurse scene and the bus driver scene. But other than that, it wasn't... It was too on the dark side. But Heath Ledger really did a good job, really got lost in the character, for better or for worse. And I do think he went and did a good job, just not my favorite Joker. Like, some of the parts don't, I guess, get they get played out. Like, the first time I saw the pencil trick, I loved it. You know, I was like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. But then everybody you talk to 
He's like, the pencil like, trick. The pencil trick. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. You know, and I'm like, okay, that's not even my favorite part of the scene. And it was an all right part, but. My favorite part of the scene is when he's leaving, and they're like, we're going to stop him. And he opens his jacket, and he's got six grenades, and he's got a thing tied around his thumb that if he pulls it, all the grenades go off. You're like, okay. So he basically just said, I, he's like, I, I'm holding all the cards. Forgive yeah. the pun. He's like, this is my game. And you're all just players. And I'm like, just have a lot of respect for that, the whole movie, because I know, like, if he wouldn't have played it, somebody else would have played it, it may not have been the same. Like, you could throw Johnny Depp in there, and it wouldn't have been the same Joker. It would have been a lot different. That would have been a very peculiar Joker. It would have been really weird. You could have thrown, like, Leo DiCaprio in there. Everybody knows he's super intense. Like, every time he does anything, he's just intense you know and i'm like okay you could have thrown him in there you could have thrown a lot of people in there and it would have been a whole different movie but the fact that he did it the way he did it like okay because you're like you're talking about the hospital scene and how that last part was improv i'm like okay that i can i can respect super good um and just the even the ending you know because it's when he's got the two the two boats going against each other and he's dead certain that one of the boats if not both of them are going to blow up the other boat but then neither boat blows up each other and he kind of like has this moment where he sits back and goes huh i didn't see that coming and so you're like okay so he kind of even himself in there is like surprised by stuff you know when other people like oh i didn't i had this all planned out if none of them blow it up i'm gonna blow both of them up you know i'm like well he could have but the fact that he stops for a minute because nobody blows it up and you're like, okay, that was a, you know, blunder on his part. But All right. Well, I feel like you chose Heath Ledger just because you didn't want to choose Jack Nicholson with me. So let's move on to the next Joker. Okay. Who's the next Joker? You're the Joker master. The, new, the next Joker is Jared Leto's. Oh. The Joker. <laughs> oh. I'm going to have to refill my water cup for this one. What is this? Um, why don't you begin, Brady? What did you think of Jared um, Leto's Joker? I, I'm trying not, like, I respect that he, he didn't want to follow, and it, it'd be pretty hard. It's a pretty big act to follow, following Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, especially because we've talked about he's the most well-known Joker. But basically, he kind of, I think in his own mind, he's like, hey, I cannot do it like these other ones. I've got to do my own thing, and I have to make it new and hip. Hence, I'm going to call him the hipster Joker. Like, I don't have any other way to put it he's got face tattoos he's covered well yes he's just covered in tattoos um just look at his hair and 100 percent yeah. that's a well they that's a hipster haircut they did that in the comic book it was before because i have it um, oh the when he cuts his face when he off? shaves when he shaves oh. yeah so it's after he cuts his face off but it's the next iteration so that part the joker dies at the end you know he comes back well i guess he has the same haircut but in this one he has his face 
and his sides of his head are completely shaved and he just has the the green hair straight back um so it's called one. a pompadour deer you have the same haircut well his is like straight back not like a puff in the front it's not a pompadour puff in the front i guess it can be but i i i, I guess i should know this as the hairstylist but i, I think it's both i think it's both okay well i don't know but so he did that in the comic first but in that comic he didn't have any tattoos he was just well, he was pretending to be um, – this is a terrible thing. He was pretending to be a human. Like he passed as a normal Joe for months, and people thought he was this person. And then you eventually find out that it's the Joker just pretending to be – he worked at Arkham. He was pretending to be a psychiatrist in Arkham. And so he was secretly talking to all the inmates. Nobody knew who he was, not even the inmates. Batman didn't even know who he was till it was too late. Um, but yeah, so he had that haircut before, so I'm not going to be like, oh, is that hipster haircut, whatever he did have in the comic book, but he had the tattoos. He had a grill for some reason. I don't really know. And that one, I kind of bugged me because we talked about this in the comic books, in the cartoon, in everything he has no regards for Harley at all. Like she is... She's a pawn. I feel like I dusted off my soapbox, but you're going to be taking the stage anyway. Do you want to talk about that? Yes. <clears throat> well, too bad I'm talking about it. No, I'm just kidding. All right. <clears throat> Get the soapbox ready, dear. I just feel like the Suicide Squad was just a big cash grab with look at all the famous people we can get. I, I'm, I was so horribly disappointed. I know you and I were so excited to see Killer Croc because I feel like just right before that movie, you and I had had the conversation that it's always the same three Batman villains that, that they show. So, like, where are these other great ones that you never see unless you, you know, are a fan of the cartoons? So to get Suicide Squad and they're like, hey, Killer Croc's in it, you know, like, I was pretty stoked. And he gets like what, three lines and like five minutes yeah, of airtime? Like doesn't get that much. It probably, was just probably as long as that guy spent in the makeup, in makeup chair every day. It doesn't I hope he got a good paycheck for it. I hope he did too. Because he was probably in makeup for like six, seven hours a day. You never know. He's probably mostly CGI. <laughs> the world we're living in. But I like at least had this it face. just it just was one hundred percent the Harley Quinn. And I want to say Hawkeye. Why it's not Hawkeye? Deadshot. Deadshot Dead show. And like, and I'm not like Will Smith did an excellent job. You know, like they did good parts. But it just was so. And then Diablo had like, was almost like the third runner up. Was it Diablo? Who's the fire guy? Yeah, I can't remember his name. That's Diablo. I'm pretty sure that's it. Then, like, he was, like, kind of there. He was more, like, he felt like the supporting role where Captain Boomerang, who is hilarious, let's see more of him. Yeah, he is he's super funny. And, like, even Katana. Katana's, like... Katana was there for, like, a half hour, and she was more interesting than half the characters on the show. Seriously. And they don't even give her husband's spirits in that sword. And then, okay, it's... And, and then to have... Okay, and then, like you said... Joker does not love Harley. And I really hate that they're like, we are going to 
change this and rewrite it so there is a relationship there. No, if you think, like, I don't know. I don't want to be a gatekeeper. I never want to be a gatekeeper. But I just feel like thinking Joker and Harley Quinn are in love is the equivalent of saying, what if Zelda was a girl? Yeah. Like, it just makes me so irate because it's like, just read one comic book. Just watch one episode of the TV show. Like, he doesn't love her. And then... If Harley were to have seen Joker's airplane helicopter, was it a helicopter? Airplane? His big metal bird. <laughs> it's whatever. Like I guess it would have had to be a helicopter because it hovered there for a while. Didn't yeah. I it's, it's I've been I only saw it once. I tried to block most of it from my mind. But if she were to see his plane crash with him in it, she wouldn't just be like, Hey, I'm coming back to the group. Like, she wouldn't do that. She's so devoted to him. Mm -hmm. She would, like, I don't want to bring it up in a positive light, but she'd probably end her own life. You know, like, she wouldn't go on. Or she would go on, but she'd just be, like, a hot mess. She wouldn't go back to Suicide Squad, especially willingly. She didn't have the stupid bomb in her neck anymore or whatever. Like Thinking about, because we just watched, or watched most of the new Harley Quinn cartoon series which is definitely not for kids don't let your kids watch it but that one kind of to me showed a lot of their relationship when in her mind so there's acid that's like him bleaches his skin does all that stuff and it shows those two above a catwalk and in her mind she's like i want to do this and jumps in and then somebody goes back and like they're like rewinding through her memories. It's a it's a it's a weird episode, but they're rewinding through her memories, and that's what she's that's how she remembers it. But then they go back and see the actual memory, and it's him pushing her in. Like she doesn't she doesn't have a choice on becoming Harley Quinn. Like she's Harleen Quinzel until that point when he pushes her in, and then her skin bleaches white, and then she joins him as his sidekick. You know. And you're like, okay, well, that's that's basically their relationship is he's – I mean, I'm going to say this, but I'm not going to mean it like how it sounds. He has sociopathic tendencies, but he's not – I'm not going to say he's a sociopath because he's got a lot more going on. You know, he's like psychotic, schizophrenic, whatever. I don't know. He's got, he's got too many things going on that I think diagnose it. But he's got sociopathic tendencies – in a sense that he, they use people until they're done with them. And then once they're done with them, they either kill them or they let them die in some way. They're basically done with them. Um, and so in that, like in that sense, like most of the stuff that I have, like as far as comic book wise go, if it has Harley in it, there's one that I have where he's basically like, doesn't tell her what's going on, but he puts her in the Red Hood outfit. And then Batman shows up, and she can't talk. And you're basically like, oh, crap, Batman's about to just beat the crap out of her because he doesn't know it's her. And he stops himself because he sees through it. But you're like, he was totally, like, 100% prepared to let her just completely get, because I can't remember what he did in the comic book, but he just did something super bad right before. So he's like, Batman's pissed this is it. He's going to come and just beat the crap out of me. So he dresses up Harley as his alter ego. And then I'm like, okay, that's, 
that's basically who he is, is he just uses people. He uses her. He uses whoever he can get his hands on. He doesn't care. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that's basically... All right, so... And that kind of, like, his character is really weird because he's, like, a crime boss. He has, like, his own gang. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of like Jack Nicholson's. Kind of like he, he has his own gang. But then it's like, I feel like he tried to do, go in too far of a different direction. He should have been a new villain. He shouldn't have been the Joker. He should have been well, somebody new and it would okay. have been a great villain. As much shit as I gave it and as much as I dislike his Joker, I will say I really respect, I respect every actor. To, like, I know what it takes. I really respect the work he put into it. I think he did a good job. I just disagree with the direction Yeah, that whole movie went. You know, um, I, however, so I think he did a good job. However, I do feel like because he had some big shoes to fill, mm-hmm. I, he did take it in a weird direction that he probably shouldn't have gone. And I also don't appreciate how I feel like he tried to force method acting with like the weird gifts he'd send to the crew, the crew. And then I think he's on Jimmy Fallon or something. And he's like, the Joker sends gifts. And it's like, no. That was you just trying to get in the Joker's head. Like, don't be trying to meth, like, acting like that was method acting. That was you trying to force it. That just bothered me, but. All right. I think I've ranted. I'm getting off the soapbox now. Um, Not my favorite Joker. Very, probably dead last next to the next one we're going to talk about, which I just can't rate him because I've not seen it, but I hear mixed things. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I got Joaquin Phoenix's Joker and the the little the couple things that I've seen from it I liked. So it seems really interesting, but I just don't think he would be able to in my mind dethrone either Mark Hamill, um, Jack Nicholson, or Heath Ledger. I don't think he could beat those three, but given the fact that like if we take it and be like, okay, he's doing like He's given him a backstory, which nobody else has done. I'm like, okay. Then they kind of did with Jack Nicholson a little bit. They they give you a little bit. Just a snippet, but like, I okay. mean, it's more than you get with like Heath Ledger, where he just he just shows up. He just shows up, and like they can't get anything. Like they can't even tell you where his clothes are made. Yeah. But. So it's kind of I respect him for that. It seems interesting. I'll have to watch it. But I don't think like the couple bits I've seen were really good. Um, but and he seems like he really got into character because I know there's a thing that came out of him yelling at people on set, which they later tried to be like, oh, this was all planned. It was just a joke. But I'm like, I don't know if that's really a joke or if it's you just trying to be like, he's not a douchebag. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel like there's a lot of people nowadays that they get too into character and if you interrupt that i'm trying desperately to think of the christian bell freak out and have lines and quote it but i i never heard it and all i have to go off of is game grumps references oh good for you how good for you that's the only one i know from it i never watched it but yeah i think just kind of i guess for me to close i don't know how you wanted to close but i'm kind of just like thinking whenever I talk about the Joker I always think he's 
the most popular bad guy for a reason. It's because he's so versatile. Like you never know what is going to happen. It's basically like, okay, at one point, you know, the, the newer comics, he just has a guy cut off his face. I haven't read the comic, so I don't know why he cuts it off. But then he eventually wants it back. And to get it back, it's in Commissioner Gordon's desk. And so he goes in, cuts the power, and all the cops are like, what's going on? And then he proceeds to go to the precinct. And they're like, it's the Joker. Like, they know who it is. They don't think, oh, this is some crazy guy. He proceeds to go just walk through the precinct telling a joke. So he starts at the door, starts telling a joke, gets to Gordon's desk, gets the face out of the desk, walks out, still telling a joke, finishes the joke, and then flips on the lights, and everybody in the precinct is dead except for one cop. There's one cop alive because he needs that cop to tell everybody else what happened. You know, because you're like, oh, a normal bad guy goes in, kills everybody, that's the scene. Nobody knows what happened, whatever. But he needs her to tell everybody what just happened. He needs her to say, Joker broke in, got whatever was in there, and left and killed everybody and just told a joke. And so you're like, okay, that's pretty heavy. And then the next scene, he kills an entire apartment building. Like, just because it fits the scene. Yeah, he, he definitely is the... Well, I had a sentence lined up in my head, but now it sounds much more dirty thinking about it. I want to say he's the yin to Batman Jane, but but yeah, like, I don't know. I think that's why um, I really appreciated the, mm, the prequel Batman game. The one that was on Christmas where you, oh, like, yeah. first meet him. Arkham Origins. Arkham Origins. Just that whole, like, internal monologue. As they're, like, I think they're, like, falling out of a building. Yeah, he... I can't remember if he jumps or gets knocked out of the building. And all Aren't his... they falling together and, like, there's punching happening well, while you're falling? The Joker was planning on dying. And then Batman wasn't going to let him die. And so he jumped out to save him. Even though the Joker was like had been murdering people and stuff, and so the Joker in his mind is like, "Why is this guy saving me if I'm the bad guy?" Yeah, and that's when he discovers like his new life purpose is to just fight Batman and um, those Arkham games. I really love, and there really is that perfect relationship I love of Joker where he's not too dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's obviously dark. He's a murderer does some sick shit but he's not too dark and he's like that perfect amount of funny and like his life goal really is just to just to fight with batman not to kill him doesn't want to kill him he just wants to bring batman down to his level Mm -hmm. um doesn't even want to unmask him like so to me those games are perfect and in my mind the perfect joker are is the arkham series specifically but that's mark hamill if anyone else voice act him, I don't know if I could. I could still appreciate the relationship, but probably would have wished Mark Hamill was behind the voice, which thank goodness he is. Yeah, I think somebody else did the voice in the in the origins because they brought in younger people. No, yeah, I, I was know. gonna say, aren't they supposed to be younger? 
I can't remember. Because the guy that did Batman was the guy that played Ezio in Assassin's Creed. In my mind, it was still Mark Hamill. I guess that's just how I'm choosing to remember it. I can't remember who it was, but... Alright, so final yeah. thoughts on Joker. Final thoughts is he's usually always entertaining, no matter who is playing him. Like, yeah, Jared Leto's Joker I didn't think was great, but he was entertaining. Like, he had his certain bits, and like, if he would have yeah. been a different villain, would have been awesome. Brought in a new guy that had nothing to do with the story, like... He could have been Commander Kill, you know. He could have been the Mad Hatter, because I don't think anyone's ever live-act him. He could have been. He would have made a good Mad Hatter. I think he was mad because he didn't get invited to the new Suicide Squad that has a cast of, like, 40 people. Yeah, can we just talk about how, like, oh, this movie sucks, so our solution is to just make a new movie and act like the old one didn't happen. Like, how much freaking money... Yeah. Like, can you just talk well, about blowing money out your butt? They bring in James Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy, all that stuff. He's going to direct it. They bring in a giant cast. They say we're going to use as many practical special effects as we can, and it's going to be a heavy R. Like, definitely not for kids. That wasn't super. the rating. It was the story. Ugh, I won't get into it. That's another yeah. podcast, and we are... Out of time. Maybe so. we'll review it. But Maybe. Yeah, he's always fun. And he's always going to make money. I guess that's what it comes down to. He's not going away. Suicide Squad 2. The search for more money. Anyways. Thanks for laughing at my jokes, everybody. You make me feel special. <laughs> um, that's it for Panda Talks this week. Thank you so much for hanging in there. Um, who's your favorite Joker? Uh Mark Hamill, any of the live actions, uh, I want to hear about it. You can find me on Twitter under Pandaroo92, Panda Talks under Instagram, and Panda Talks Podcast on Facebook. And let me know. And stay awesome, I guess. I still can outro. Um, talk to you. We'll talk. How do, I, how do I end this? Shit. I don't know. See ya. No, I say something. I'll talk to you next time.